0: Making the choice to follow God. That's next on growing grace. Grace. Zion I filled with hands And in this place gotta dwell with man Sick be and the crippled stand Singing hallelujah My kingdom built with the blood of my son Selfless sacrifice for everyone Faith, hope, love, and harmony I said let this world know me by your love We're back in the Gospel of John today on Grow in Grace and a warm welcome to you. Pastor Ed Ray will visit John 15 today and we aim to cover verses 12 through 27. When you encounter God's love in and through the life of someone, you can't help but notice it's genuine and it resembles Christ. It may be simply delivering a meal to you when you're sick or helping your family in an hour of need. We're going to be encouraged to love God and others today. Pastor Ed has this to say about where it comes from.
1: Verse 15, no longer do I call you, the word is doulos, which is in fact slave. So I'm going to read it that way because to us servants means something else. No longer do I call you slaves for a slave does not know what his master is doing but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I've made known to you. Jesus calls you and me his friends. Now, being a slave to Jesus isn't necessarily a bad thing. Moses said he was a slave to God, Deuteronomy 34, 5. Joshua said he was a slave, Twenty-four, twenty-nine to God. King David said he was a slave to God in Psalm 89, 20. So why? What, What does this mean? Jesus said, I make you friends. The word means friends of the court. What? We still use that phrase in English. A friend of the court is somebody who writes a letter of recommendation or some kind of information to a judge in a case, and he'll read it as someone who's trying to be helpful to the court. It came from the Middle East. And if you were a friend of the king, the monarch in charge, you would meet with him every morning if you were his friend. He had a small group of advisors, counselors that he would meet with, and he would describe to them the things he knew he was going to face that day, the decisions he had to make. And so he needed a collection of people who were thoughtful and who loved God. That's what Jesus is inviting all of us to every morning. Come be a friend with God. Quietly read his word and pray and then listen. You see, if we pray and we never stop and just pray right through what the Holy Spirit's trying to say to our heart, we'll miss God's voice. Read, pray, And then I have a little sign on my desk. It says, be still and know that I am God. In the Hebrew, it says, shut up and listen. (laughs) It's on my desk because somebody knew I needed that. Okay. Abraham was called a friend of God. Isaiah 41, 8. So there's a lot of things about being in partnership with God that gives you special privilege that you have a relationship. Peter, Paul, Jude, James all said they were slaves of his, but also they were friends. First Corinthians nine nineteen. Paul writes, for though I am free from all men, I'm not in slavery to any man. I have made myself a slave to all that I might win the more. Peter, 2 Peter 1.1, 1, 1. Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. Jude 1.1, 1, 1. Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ. James 1.1, 1, 1. a slave of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. They understood they were friends of God, but they took the lower place, called themselves Slaves of God, knowing full well of their privileged friendship with God. Slavery. We can't talk about slavery without pausing a moment. Martin Luther King, well, you might think you know, but I found some interesting things as I was studying. He was a Baptist pastor, first of all. And when you invite a Baptist pastor to speak, you better be prepared to hear a sermon. And he wrote a sermon to be delivered in Washington, D.C. at the mall. 250,000 people showed up to hear King speak. Well, because he was a Baptist pastor, he had special music, and he invited Mahalia Jackson, a gospel singer, to sing first. Now, he and his wife knew her very well because she had come, like Chris did this morning, and sung at his church before. And after she sang, she came around, she sat on the stage with him while he's speaking next to his wife. Now, it turns out that King was having a hard time delivering his message. He had it all written out, but according to those who knew him well, that he was intimidated by a crowd and who wouldn't be trying to talk to 250,000 people? And he was losing his place in his notes, and and he was stammering, trying to get words right. And Mahalia Jackson knew something that others didn't. And finally, when he was paused, she said, tell them about the dream. The special music guest is telling them what to preach. I think that's hilarious. So he later said that he abandoned his text, put it to the side, and he spoke extemporaneously from his heart. And he said these words that most of us have heard before. I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that one day, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. It hasn't happened all over yet, but if you walk into our nursery right now, if you leave the service and go up to the second story, you find all the elementary kids and this dream taking place. Because some of us have figured out that God doesn't see color of skin. He doesn't see what particular language you speak or what kind of society you were grown up in. There is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, slave or free, but we are one in Jesus Christ, Paul wrote. I have a pastor friend in Illinois, and he had an interesting encounter that illustrates this idea of loving someone who's not very lovable. He said a man came to his church during the week who was he had a drinking problem, serious drinking problem, and he came and he asked for help. So pastor sat down with him, Virgil's his name, and, it, and they talked. And, And finally, he invited the man to receive Jesus Christ and and join their church. But the man said he wasn't interested, all he really needed was money for a bus ticket (laughs) to Cleveland. And so pastor thought for a minute, and then he said, okay, we can give you that kind of help too, if that's all you really want. Then he paused for a minute and he said, you know something? you've really just let me off the hook. Because if you had chosen a new way of life in the kingdom of God, then as your brother, I would have to have laid down my whole life for you. My house, my time, my money, whatever you needed to meet your needs would have been totally at your disposal for the rest of your life. But all you want is some money for a bus ticket, thanks. The guy was so shocked, he got up and left and forgot to take the money. (laughs) True story. But the following Sunday, he came to church and sat by the pastor. And at the end of the service, he gave his life to the Lord. Because this pastor acted like a Christian. That happens occasionally. (laughs) But you did not choose me, verse 16. I chose you election, this is the God elected us, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain for whatever you ask the Father in my name may be given to you. You didn't choose me, I chose you. God said, I initiated this. You see, we weren't looking for God. I was a selfish idiot. I didn't want God in my life. He would mess it up, make me do things I didn't want to do. But that wife crazy one she prayed for me he chose and that you should go and bear fruit he said you me go go is a change of location Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel go requires us to get out of our comfort zone our fur lined rut and become the person the best version of who we are possible God wants you to be everything he designed you to be. It requires some obedience. You go and bear fruit. Now, fruit trees don't grunt and groan. You don't have to either. You know, there's few orange groves and redlands. You can walk through them, and you can't hear them grunting when you walk through, but oranges are there. So it's true about your life. The Holy Spirit will use something that you say, something that you do. Someone will see it and be drawn. And that fruit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That fruit will remain, God says, because of what a fantastic evangelist you are. (laughs) No, because he wants that person that you shared with to go to heaven, spend eternity with him. These things I command you. Again, he says, command that you love. What? Command love? Yes. and you may choose desire the highest thing for the other person..
0: That's Pastor Ed Ray on growing grace and we're in a study of John's gospel. Here's Pastor Ed with more from chapter 15, picking up in verse 18.
1: If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. It was caught up in the world system. He's talking about those sold out to Babylon. We're surrounded by them. We live in Babylon, Southern California. (laughs) And there's a lot of folks that have bought into that materialistic, World of just how important can I become in my own mind. You are chosen people. You have been called by God out of Egypt, out of the slavery of the world around us. Slaves to alcohol, slaves to drugs, slaves to pornography, slaves to gambling. The list goes on and on. But you, child of God, are called to better things. Remember the word, verse 20, that I said to you, as a servant, but again, it's slave. A slave is not greater than its master. They persecuted me, they'll also persecute you if you keep my word. People will find fault with you. And you go to some countries in the world, like a Muslim country, and they'll try and kill you. I speak from personal experience. Why? Why do they hate so much? You tell me. I hope there's a Muslim or two listening. Did you know that for 1,500 years, Muslims have enslaved people in the Middle East and are doing so this morning in the Sudan? You call that a religion of love no and we have our own past here in America of slavery I'm not saying we're better than I'm just saying somebody finally woke up and said all these things they will do to you for my namesake because they do not know him who sent me. They don't know Father God. They say they love God, but they hate Jesus. What's wrong with that picture? Well, they don't hate Jesus. They just say he was a liar. Go to Israel. Go up on the top of the Temple Mount. Go walk into the Dome of the Rock. And all around the inside of it, it says God has no son. It's blasphemy against Jesus. All everybody should... Deep breath, relax, Pastor, verse 22. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin, but now they have no excuses for their sin because Jesus came and the Israeli, the Jewish religious zealots heard him and they hated him. And those who hate me also hate my father. Can't say you love God and hate Jesus. But if I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen that they also hated me and my father. They saw love in action. They saw a man in the grave for 96 hours, Lazarus. So the sister said, don't roll the stone back. He stinks, Lord. He's ripe by now. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. When God speaks, things happen. But this happened, verse 25, that the word might be fulfilled which is written in the law. They hated me without a cause, Psalm 69, verse 4. Last section, verse 26. But when the Helper comes, the Holy Spirit The paracletos, is called, the comforter, the one who comes alongside, the one who takes up residence in your heart. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. The moment you surrender to God, say, God, forgive my sins, take my life, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in you and me and begins to amplify the gifts that God has given you. The helper comes, whom I have sent you from the Father. The spirit of truth, he will testify, he will speak of me. And when you speak to others of what God, what he's done in your life, people will remember, it'll stick with them. Last verse. But you also will bear witness, you'll testify, you'll speak of me. Because you've been with me from the beginning. Go back to verse 12, sum it all up. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. When I was a new Christian, I was pretty much a selfish jerk. I still am in some ways. And I came across a quote that really helped me and maybe it will help you. C.S. Lewis, he wrote a book called Mere Christianity. And it, he said this about loving one another. He said, do not waste your time bothering whether you feel love for your neighbor. Act as though you do. As soon as you do this, we find one of the great secrets. That when you are behaving as if you love someone, you will presently come to love them. If you injure someone you dislike, you will find yourself disliking that person more. But if you do him a good turn, you'll find yourself disliking him less. It's part of our human nature that when we choose to show kindness, a benevolent act towards another person, desiring the highest good for them, it will start to grow in you.
0: Pastor Ed Ray, speaking of the love that comes from above and flows from a believer's life. He'll be right back, and this is Grow in Grace. We're going through the Gospel of John together from start to finish. For a CD copy of today's message, just call 844-77-GRACE. That's 844-77-GRACE. Or you can listen online at thepackinghouse.org. You'll find an archive of past radio programs there, too which comes in handy should you miss a message on the radio. Go to thepackinghouse.org and look for our radio page. You know, it takes a team to bring Grow and Grace to you, and we look to our listeners to help make all of this possible. We have an exciting resource to tell you about. It's True Spirituality by Francis Schaefer. After serving the Lord as a pastor for many years, Francis began to wonder if Christianity really made a difference in people's lives. True spirituality, you could say, is the result of his effort to re-examine his faith. And if you want to discover what true spirituality looks like in everyday life, this is the book for you. We'll send you a copy when you support Grow in Grace today with a gift of any amount. And as you give you'll be helping many others around the country and around the world to grow in grace as well. Just give us a call, 844-77-GRACE. That's 844-77-GRACE. And we want to hear from you. Even if you're not in a position to be able to give, whether it's a word of encouragement, a comment related to the study, a question or a prayer request email us today at packinghouseradio at aol.com. Here to close things out is Pastor Ed. Try to
1: sum it all up with a story from a Danish philosopher. I don't normally quote philosophers, but this guy was a believer, Soren Kierkegaard. And in the middle 1800s, he was meditating on these same verses we just looked at. And out of it came this story and I need to read it to you. So take a deep breath, sit back, and relax. It's almost a children's story. He writes A prince wanted to find a maiden suitable to be his queen. One day, while running an errand in the local village for his father, he passed through a poor section. As he glanced out the window of his carriage, his eyes fell upon a beautiful peasant maiden. During the ensuing days, he often passed by this young lady and soon found himself falling in love with her. But he had a problem. How would he seek her hand? He could order her to marry him, but even a prince wants his bride to marry him freely and voluntarily and not through coercion he could put on his most splendid uniform, drive up to her front door in a carriage drawn by six white horses. But if he did this, he would never be certain that the maiden loved him or was simply overwhelmed with all of the splendor. So the prince came up with another interesting solution. He would give up his knightly and kingly robe. And he moved into the village, entering not with a crown, but in the clothing of a peasant. He lived among the people, shared their interests and concerns. He taught their language. And in time, the maiden grew to love him because of who he was and because he loved her first. John, who wrote this gospel, also wrote a letter, 1 John, verse 1. It says this. He's talking about being with Jesus, what it was like to be with God the Son. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, displayed And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifested, displayed, shown to us. That which we have seen, that which we heard, we declare to you. That you also might have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write to you, that your joy might be full. A very simple, almost childlike story. John describes your God loving us so much that he came to earth to reveal himself in a way that we could understand. That's precisely what Jesus did. He became flesh and he dwelled among us. He wasn't an angry God sending bolts of lightning and fire. He's the one who came, said, I've loved you with an everlasting love.
0: Tomorrow on Grow in Grace, Jesus is nearing the hour of his arrest and crucifixion. But before he does, he's going to prepare his disciples for the greatest challenge of their lives. Join us again next time as Pastor Ed Ray takes us into John chapter 16. This program is presented by the Packing House Christian Fellowship of Redlands i all now built with hands, and in this place gotta dwell with man Sick be healed and the cripple stand, singing
1: hallelujah My kingdom built with the blood of my son, selfless sacrifice for everyone Faith,
0: hope, love, and harmony, I said let this world know me by your love